It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're now live on the Middleman Talk Show on BlogTalkRadio.com, and I'm Alan. It's Kevin. Ah, Nick, come on, man. Nick, eight. This dude right here, all right. He over here fumbling and fumbling. He'll come in whenever he do. Yeah, Lee. I'm excited about today, man. Huh? That I'm kind of excited about today, man. Why are you excited about today, man? I'm ready for the discussion at hand. Like, yeah, we just need to make sure everybody tune in. This is going down today. Hey, man. You know, we're going to have our opinions on it. You know it. I want to hear what other people think. I, I really want to know what other people think about this. I do, too. But, hey, man. Interesting, great topic, but... This week, how's everything been going for you, man? Man, everything's been good, man. Can't, can't complain. Uh, just give me one moment, all right? Here we go. Uh, wish my guy, Le Kendrick Lifted, was on today. He would have been cracking on Kevin for saying, just give me a moment. Just give me a moment. But anyway, if you're just now tuning in to the Middleman Talk Show, we are the liveest talk show on the air on blogtalkradio.com. We air every Sunday at... 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Central Time. We also have our Talk of the Town show hosted by Nick Eden, which airs at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time on Thursday night. That's our music show, more music-oriented, you know, and uh, make sure you all tune in to both shows. We will have other shows that we will be rolling out uh, towards the future, so please be on the lookout for those particular shows that we got coming up. Uh, also, you can al- always go back and listen to all of our shows on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the middleman. If you're friends with us on Facebook, you can join our middleman Facebook page. It's the middleman talk show. And you can definitely, definitely see uh, all the shows that we have had in the past. You can click on them and actually listen to them and download them. So um, definitely thank everybody for, you know, continuing to join us. You know, it seems like every day or every week we have, you know, no more than. We, excuse me, no less than five people that you know join or add our page. So we definitely appreciate all the support that the Little Man Talk Show has been 
uh, receiving. Hey, I want to give a shout-out to our man, Chucky Charles, man. I appreciate that intro that he did for us. Man, we've been rocking that intro for a while. And uh, oh, yeah. I also want to send a shout-out to our man, Big Crit, for oh, yeah. letting us get that outro from him. We've been rocking that for a while, too. We've been supporting him. He's been supporting us. Big Sun, what's happening? Wally Sparks, what's happening? What's up, what's up? They, they uh, showed out in Washington uh, State over there. She out of Washington last night. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Glad it didn't rain. Glad it yeah. didn't rain. You know, it rains a lot, like a monsoon out there in Seattle. Man. Well, that'd be all right, man. I mean, they just rocked the show. So, I mean, that really, that all that really matters. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, you know. Yeah. Hey, man, I know yeah. it's going to be a part of the uh, talk of the town, man, but what you think about the girl getting divorced again? Jennifer Lopez. <sighs> I mean, right now, at this time of my life, I can care less about J-Lo. She old now. Now, back then, you know what I'm saying, when she was still a little hot, you know what I'm saying, she was still any from the block, you know, she was probably a little hot, at, you know, hot. Maybe a lot of guys want. Maybe a lot of guys still do want. I can kill it. I can kill it. I mean, in my opinion, she needs to marry a regular dude and stop dating all these rich guys. You know what I'm saying? She, she, she just find a guy who really wants. My first husband was a regular dude. He wasn't a regular dude. But anyway, she needs. She needs, look. She needs to go back to her roots, man. You know what I'm saying? Find somebody who really wants her instead of you know. I mean, because all these celebrity marriages not. Only a few of them last. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, it's always something in the news about it. You know what I'm saying? About something going on. So that's why, I, like, if I was a celebrity, I would marry me a non-celebrity type person. Because I, I think that would be too much for that person, man. Really, because mm-hmm. if you, you think about it, man, um, a lot of people can't handle that, man. They can't handle I, being behind. I do understand that. Of a person that like I, do, I do understand that, but, I mean, how much, how much of a time span would you actually get to spend with your other celebrity spouse when they are on the road eight months out of a year? Not a lot. When they I get want to marry somebody. Man, they get downtime. You know this. Yeah, they get downtime, but I'm just saying, I mean, like, you can get called at any time, you know what I'm saying, to, to go do something. That's why I, I would want to marry a person who is a well, yeah, celebrity. That's my think, opinion. No, man, how would you think they would feel if you on the road all the time and you go all with, the time, they stuck at home? They're going... They going with me. Uh, they going with me, man. Whatever, man. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> hey, let them know what we talking about today, man. On to the subject at hand. Of course, you all see the title of today's subject. It's being gay the new black. Question at hand. Now, what's part of the interest of this particular topic of the show is, of course, you know, if you all watch the TV show Single Ladies, do not ask me while I was watching that show. I was just flipping the channels and I just so happened to saw Stacy Dad get over and I stopped. And you it got to that, that part where Queen Latifah was talking about it. But anyway, Queen Latifah, you know, made the comment, you know, being gay is the new black, you know, on the show. And I was like, what? And then, of course, on the radio, you know, Kevin called me, you know, Friday morning and he was saying that the radio stations were talking about it and they were just, you know, just going in, you know, about this particular subject because, you know, that particular phrase and to hear it from that particular person and also why did the, I guess you'll say the writers choose Queen Latifah to say 
this particular phrase, you know, it kind of, you know, it's, it was, it was kind of weird. So, you know, of course, the trend of time has been reappearing in the headlines, you know, since that particular show. Now, of course, people have stated, and I did my research on it, that this phrase was related to a fashion sense of the color black. But thus, this phrase means more than it being related to the fashion sense. Now, the phrase appeared on the cover of the Advocate magazine, which is a uh, a, a gay magazine uh, after President Obama was elected, comparing the gay movement to the civil rights movement. Now, please us to the question at hand. Is being gay the new black? Also, can a gay movement be comparable to the civil rights movement? I know we're going to dwell a lot on that particular question right there. Now, also, is the gay movement a real movement or is it just a fad? Now, we have some clips that we're going to play, you know, throughout the show. So make sure, you know, you all tune in and listen to those clips as well. And uh, another question that we, that we definitely want to ask now, you always heard or always hear as far as people saying men are homophobic. The question we want to ask today, are women homophobic? Now, if you break down the words phobic and homo, you know, and the true meaning of phobia, meaning that you're very fearful of something, scared, you know, frightened, you know, like you just can't be around. Just like if somebody was, uh, you know, diagnosed with arachnophobia, you know, they would be terrified of spiders, screaming, hollering, and running. Now, I don't feel as if men are homophobic as far as we're scared, hollering, screaming, and, and running. No, we don't do that. We just don't agree with the lifestyle as far as straight. And if you, you know, we just don't agree with the lifestyle if you feel that way. So we're gonna Don't agree with them screaming, process. hollering, running. Right. That, that too. <laughs> now, we're going to dwell into that as well as say. Now, and also, what impact does incorporating the gay lesbian history in schools having our children. Now, uh, if you've been paying attention to CNN and also, um, you know, Google Ads, you'll see where that uh, California, um, has, well, the California uh, governor has signed a, uh, a bill that will incorporate gay, lesbian, transsexual history through the schools in California, which some of the curriculum will be started in January of next year, but it will be incorporated when the books become updated in 2015. So, we want to know what you all feel about that. Uh, there have been a lot of, you know, uh, people who have been, you know, disagreeable about that as far as people speaking out of, against the governor for doing this. And uh, we want to hear what you all have to say about, you know, that part of history being placed in schools and our children are now beginning to actually have to learn about this, take tests, you know, things of that nature. So. Um, we have a lot of things that we want to discuss today, so I want to take up too much of, of the time of the show because we need every minute, every second of today's show. Um, if you're listening um, on the chat board, if you have a comment, place your, chat, place your comments there. If not, dial 718-508-9972. We definitely want to hear what you all have to say. Of course, the middlemen have our own opinions about this particular subject, but we want to hear what the people have to say. This is a people-oriented show. We want to converse. We want to hear what you all have to say. So let your voice be heard today. I'm going to shut up today. Last time we did a show and we talked about gay and lesbian people, I got some hate emails. Well, well. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Hey, hey, you hey, I don't care. Number so one, if they had their opinion, you got yours. You got your own opinion, man. They can't, they can't stop you from your own opinion. 
Well, like I tell everybody every time, of course, we definitely respect everyone's opinion here. But if you do not like our opinion, there's a button at the top of the page that says broadcast your own show. Yeah. No, matter of fact, how about this? Just listen and shut up. And tell somebody else to tune in and listen and shut up. How about that? <laughs> well, nothing is. This is my thing about it. We're always up to debate, and we're always asking people. We've asked several times for people that are gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender to call in and talk. Like you know, the whole thing about emailing afterwards. Okay, that's fine. But if you really want your voice to be heard, if you're really that passionate about what you believe in, then we're not going to bash you. We're not going to. Say, oh, you're this or you're that. We want to hear your opinion. So give us a call, 718 508 9972. Just that simple. Press that number one. Mm-hmm. Definitely want to hear what y'all got to say today. Well, we ain't got our number one uh, gay defender in today. I don't think she's going to be in today. So I really no. want to hear her opinion. And I, I hate to make the conversation just seem so one sided. So we definitely got some things we're going to try to play to try to even up everything. and Try to look at it from other people's perspective, and you know, this this not come at it like you know, it is what it is, wrong. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. We will. All see. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So let's get into this first clip. Uh, you you got which one you want to play first, man? Which one you want to rock first, man? Um. You think the one that you brought in would be appropriate first, or? Yeah, we can. I mean, because I mean, it's gonna okay. sum up a lot of stuff, man. This is the first clip of the day right here, and it's it's just like the title of the show is being gay, the new black, and in this clip it involves black gay, black gay men and white gay men and the whole struggle in their eye point view. So y'all check this out, jot down some of the things that they say, and uh, once we get finished with this clip, make sure you guys come on in and let's discuss this. Right after the fact. This is the Middleman Talk Show on Blog Talk Radio. Please bear with us through this clip. If you know anybody else that want to get into this conversation, tell them to tune in right now. We live, y'all. Here we go. Why do some African Americans feel that we, they, they can't see that we're just asking for rights? And for so long, they ask for rights, and all of a sudden, maybe it just didn't happen soon enough. Maybe we should have asked for rights. Back in the 60s when, you know, they were getting their rights and if, I mean, if we were to ask them, they would have shown interest. They would have been like, yeah, we're getting our rights. We need to give it to somebody else. But now we've got this huge 40-year gap. I think we need to be careful about comparing uh, what's going on with the LGBT movement and the African-American Civil Rights Movement. I think obviously there are some similarities in that both communities are fighting for uh, equal treatment under the law. However, I think uh, that what African-Americans had to go to uh, throughout our history in the United States, whether it's um, things like Jim Crow laws or segregation, etc., is not exactly what we're going through with LGBT people here in America. And I think that when we talk about, try to conflate the two and uh, uh, compare them as being equivalent, it's, I think, very uh, divisive. There's a similarity here. I mean, it's analogous to the... African American civil rights movement in particular because of the legal principles and I think a lot of why that analogy has come up a lot in recent years is because our movement has done a lot of litigation. One of the things I, I thought when I first saw the title for um, Is Gay the New Black was that this was uh, intentionally written to be provocative. It was uh, written um, 
in, in, in kind of a, a smart-ass kind of way. Um, and I think it was written to get a rise out of people. To me, a, a, good, a good sentiment is one that challenges people. That sentiment is not about equating our struggle with the black struggle. It is about saying it's our turn to assert ourselves in a way that is more powerful and that is more assertive. Um, we have a black president right now. Do you think that we could have an elected out gay or lesbian president? I don't think that would be possible right now. And in that sense, gay is the new black. Gay is the new black, I think, is a very overly simplistic and, you know, possibly offensive to people and, you know, in some ways rightfully so. I would never put that on a sign. I don't think it should be the slogan for our movement, <laughs> but I don't think it's inappropriate to draw comparisons. Some of what we saw out of Prop 8 was, um, you know, once the, the proposition passed, some white gay people pointed the finger at uh, African-American voters, even though African-American voters only made up 10% of the electorate in California. No, we're not, no, gay. We we're not gay, but we support Charlie. You mean, like, if people die, like, if, um, I said that wrong. If, people, if get two gay people get married, and it's not going to kill anybody, so, like, let them be, let them do what they want. We're not gay, but we still support you. You already know what it is. All right. DPL. What do you have to say no on Prop 8? I don't gotta say nothing, I gotta say I'll support y'all. Well, I think in a lot of ways, um, it's been almost like we've been forgotten, LGBT, African-American people. Uh, the African-American community doesn't talk so much about uh, black gay people, and when the leadership of uh, the African-American community think and talk to gay people, they're usually talking to white gay people. And when white gay people talk about black people, they don't necessarily uh, include African-American gay people. So we are, I think, in a, in a unique position to help bridge the gap between both communities. But in so many ways, we are left out of the conversation. But having said that, it's also incumbent upon African-American uh, LGBT people to be more vocal, to come out, and to be open and honest about who we are, and both in the African-American community as well as in the LGBT community. And that was a clip right there, man. What do you guys think about that clip, man? I think it's BS. Sorry, I do. Let me tell you why. Okay. Now, I can understand someone saying they want to be accepted for who they are. But this is not an issue of race. And this is the main reason why I believe that gay is not the new black. This is not an issue of race. This is a lifestyle. And most of the people that I know that are gay, they don't want to just be like, oh, I want to shout out into the world that I'm gay and I'm happy. Just like somebody who likes, you know, light-skinned women doesn't just want to say, hey, I love light-skinned women. Or someone who likes bigger women says, hey, I like big women. It, it's not about that. Most people just don't care about what, I don't care about what's going on in your bedroom. Right. It doesn't matter we, we to me. Uh, we, we can agree with that right there, dude, but you can say, you, you just said that they don't put it out there. Dude, they put it out there. They put and it see, out there. And but it, you know what? Yeah, here's the thing about it. But, but hold, on, about hold, on, it. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. See, this is the thing about it, man. They're not, in, in that clip, it wasn't coming from a racist standpoint. Now, one of those guys that were talking, uh, the gentleman, there was one black gentleman that felt like even though when, uh, black gays are brought up in the conversation, you know, the whole gay movement conversation, they're really not brought up in that conversation. It's mostly thought of as a white, white, you know, white movement when it comes to the gays. 
And when, you know, the black community talk about it, they don't talk about our own. They just think of a white movie. He's just saying that, hey, we're, we're a, a bridge between the gay community and the black community because we're gay and we're black. But at the same See, time, the, he was offended. But I'm just saying, he was we're offended. Not, we are not a community. We are a race. The, well, we the are, race of people, the community, black, black people are a community, though. You know what I mean, though. I think that's that's the source of the problem. They try to uh, they try to equate one to the other, and it's not the same thing. It's just like you said a few shows back when we first brought this subject up. You know, we're not talking about an issue of civil rights. There's not an issue of civil rights because it's not a civilization. Right. You know that. I mean, and that's where it comes. Like a lot of this, a lot of these conversations about it are a moot point simply because they try to equate being black or being gay to being black, the struggles that we go through for rights. And that's not true. It's not the same. You can't hide if you're black. You can't, I mean, there were some people that could pass. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you can't hide if you're black. You can hide if you're gay. It's not right. an issue of, oh, they're being kept out of corporate positions. Let's mm-hmm. just be honest about it. The music yeah. industry, prime example, right. is run by Jewish people and gay people. They are the check writers. They are the check cutters. These are the people that are making the decisions behind. There are a lot of people that are are over Fortune 500 companies that are gay. So it's not like we had to fight for basic human rights. The written document that's protected by the United States says that we are only three-fourths of a man. So you can't tell me that you can compare being gay to being black. It's not the same thing. That's but right. It's the fact that their whole movement, and I'm not saying that I agree with you also, but but for sake of conversation, let's look at it from their perspective. They feel that they've been uh, hurt, they've been done wrong, they can't get accepted in, in in just the regular civilization, which we know they're not a society. But at the same time, that's how they feel. So that's why they're using that terminology in the fashion which they do. Think about it. Gay is the new black. Black people were synonymous in this world. We're being done wrong. You know okay. it. I know let it. Me, let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me come in, you know, with, with, with that. Let's take it back to slavery. The, you know, the, you know, the, the, the 13th, 14th, you know, amendment. You know, we had to have amendments done for us. We had to have, like, we had Jim Crow laws. We had signs that said no colored person. You don't see any signs, you know, in America or anywhere that says no gay people allowed. You don't see that. You know, there, there, there's no such thing. It's, it's, it's only brought apart, uh, I mean, about when somebody expresses or says, hey, I'm gay. Then the whole, you know, atmosphere in the room changes. Yes, but when you see a black person walk into a room full of white people, the atmosphere automatically changes before he says anything, before anybody determines whether he's intelligent or ignorant. Right. And then the mood already changes. On, if you add on to the fact that he is a homosexual to that, the people won't know unless you said something. The people, I mean, I mean, he can walk with a switch, he can have long hair, whoop-de-whoop. But we won't know if you're homosexual or not unless you do what? You express it. And you know what, to tell you the truth, though, Al, those examples you just gave, they're not even a, a, a good telltale. Because at the end of the day, some kids, uh, young men, are feminine. That doesn't mean that they're gay. You know what I'm saying? It's right. not easy to even, even tell you're me that's right. You, let's go right. back to that boardroom right. that Al was just right. talking about. Let's let's go back to that boardroom that I was just talking about. Because here's something that you're leaving out. One, when that guy walks to that boardroom, whether he screams I'm gay or if he's black and he walks to that court, that, that uh, 
boardroom, eight times out of ten, somebody in that room that is in a position of power is on the down low. Hmm. Is again, on the they... down low. Now, here's the thing about it. We weren't given access. Like, at, the, at the end of the day, they are still being hired into corporate positions. Whether they admit that they are not, they are still being hired into corporate positions. They are still running companies. Mm-hmm. We were not given that option. But let, let's we were not given that option at all. Now, anything, the people that are the ones that are on the down low and that are in positions of power are probably the ones that can that they can blame more than they can blame the average straight person, because the ones that are down on the down low are ashamed about the lifestyle that they're in. They don't want anybody to know about it, and they themselves often hold down people who are openly gay. Mm-hmm. There you go. They, so they have issues within their own community that they need to address before this. they even get to us. Yeah, we so know still function in society. Nick, there was a gentleman that called in on, on our previous gay show that we did, our show about gay, uh, being gay a while ago, and he even said in the gay community there's issues between uh, straight on, you know, like not straight on straight, but certain factors of, of you know the gay community. You know what I'm saying? So we understand that, but for the sake of conversation, look at it from their standpoint. Why do you think? That they need to say that gay is the new black. And don't give me just one word answer, one statement answer. Look at it from this standpoint. Why do you think someone would go to the other screen to think or say that gay is being the new black? Why? That I can't is, understand okay. it because of the fact that I because of the fact that I don't understand it. I can't give you an answer why. Because when I put everything, when I write everything down, when I line everything up, there yes, there are some comparisons. But if that's the case, then you have to say that gay is a new Native American. You have to say that gay is a new uh, Mexican American. You have to say gay is a new Asian American. Yeah, but no, 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 because no. Because every every minority, struggle, every minority in this country has had to struggle for equality. No, every minority in this country has had to struggle for equality. No Every single one. Their plight was not as extreme as ours. Right. They weren't looked at right. like they were less than a man. Mm-hmm. Like we were. Right. They weren't they weren't beaten and hung and systematically just dismantled over generations and generations. That's right. You That's can't right. compare it. Everybody right. goes through struggle. And see, and see, and see, let me let me give you the example that I gave my barber in the barbershop yesterday. Um as far as being black in white America, we have to conform to getting a job. You know, we are you know so we are brought up to learn you know, to to love our culture, to have natural hair, to dress like we dress, but we have to conform to white America to get a job. If you're gay, you don't have to conform. You can be yourself. Don't nobody know if if you're gay unless you say something you're gay. But to be black and wear dreads and try to get a job where I work, you would not get hired. You had to cut your hair. You know, it's not going down. But if you are homosexual and you come dressed appropriately, you have the credentials, you're going to get hired. But won't nobody know you're homosexual unless you do what? You express that. So as far as creating that slogan, being gay to new black, I'm offended. Now, whether or not... I, I, I agree to I think any, any black person in America... That hear that statement, and if you if you if you understand our history, if you understand our legacy, as you guys are are, are very much reiterating, um, you should be offended. You know what I'm saying? But there has to be a reason for someone to go to that extreme 
to feel that they can use that terminology. You want to know why? Because it's, quite, it's just like they said in the clip. It's a way. It's a shock value way. It's a way to get sympathy. It's a way to get immediate attention. That's why they use it. It's an immediate shock value. Because guess what? We all immediately got offended when they when it was said. We all immediately jumped in arms and said, "You know what? We need to talk about this." That's why they said it. Do I really think they believe it? Absolutely not. Because the truth of the matter is, for everyone that I know that's gay, they're not, and I'm not saying that there aren't people that are out there protesting and putting up picket signs, but for the most part, everybody that's out there that is gay, they just want to live their life, and they don't want to be judged for what they do when they go home at night. And my thing is, I don't care what you do when you go home at night. Mm-hmm. Like, this is coming from, this is coming from people that I know. I have frat brothers co-workers that are gay and they all say the same thing they're like I'm not one of those card carrying picket fence people that's out there saying that we have to have this lesson taught in schools I just want to go to work go home spend time with whoever I want to spend time with pay my bills get married and have the same rights privileges as somebody who's married as anybody else in the United States and they have the right to do that they do they do but at the end of the day, I mean, whoever coined this phrase, you know, no, it, it, it shouldn't have been, point blank, it shouldn't have been published. It shouldn't have been put it out, you know what I'm saying, anyway. Anybody who was, well, well pretty much that particular magazine that aired the actual, what had uh, published the cover of, which was the Advocate magazine, uh, you know, I'm not blaming them for anything. But I guess that this was something that they felt would give them more attention. This was something that gives that that would give them more national exposure. With we we've all worked in some type of media format. You know, me and Kevin worked with a magazine. Nick, you've been in the industry in all types of other arenas for the industry. So different types of slogans, things that would catch your eye. You know, those are things that people would do. So of course, this particular phrase, I guess you would say, you know, spark attention. It got the attention that they needed. You know, President yeah, Obama that. becoming the first black president, that was their, you know, their, you know, their chance right there. Get in with, I have no problem with that. Freedom of speech, no problem. But don't use us as a comparison because there's no way you can compare. No way. Just like we can't compare our struggles to what the Jews went through with the Holocaust. You know, no, no, we no, yeah, we, yeah, we can. I say that. We, I will say that. We can we and then some. Well, yeah, true, but we have some similarities. I, I can't say that, but, you know, Al, it's I'm still, not being funny. That is an isolated incident, I'm, and I'm not taking anything away from anybody, and, and I definitely have sympathy for anyone who went through that or any of their right. family that went through that. That was an isolated incident. That was an, uh, that was an orchestrated incident as demonic as it was. This happened to us over the course of 400 years, not just in the United States, and I think that's where a lot of people get things twisted. We didn't just go through this in the United States. They took slaves all over the world. All over the world. And this right. happened over generations. Realize that generations and generations of us were treated like cattle. All over the world. So I, I, I definitely, like, I, I'm sorry. It, it's, that, I think that's why I'm so passionate about it. Because I don't want anybody to think out there that, oh, I'm gay bashing or I'm anti-Semitic or anything like that. But when you put the bare essence of it down, 
everyone else in this world, throughout the, the history of our entire world, anybody that was enslaved was enslaved as a prisoner of war. We were the only ones who were enslaved for capitalistic reasons. And for that reason alone, there's absolutely no way you can compare anyone else's struggle to ours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, man, go on to the next part of this, man, so we can keep this moving, yo. Now, as far as, um, well, of course we talked about, you know, the civil rights movement. Now, um, can the movement be, you know, be considered a real movement or not, or is it a fad? As long as we have gay people in America, we're going to have to consider this as a movement. And the thing about it, man, they are very adamant about it. Uh, Like y'all said, from the highest office all the way down to the person that works on the street, uh, there are people out there that are going to support that movement. There are people that are going to be involved in that movement, and they're going to make sure that it, 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 it goes to the level that it needed to, just like... Just dealing with the curriculum issue, uh, with California passing that law uh, for it to be part of history. You and I know, and Nick, we talked about this a little bit earlier. How can you confirm that someone was gay? Like you said, Nick, you you stated it very well. How can mm-hmm. you confirm sure that is. someone is gay if they didn't confirm it before they died? And, and, and even push if you that. could, they're going to push that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say they're just going to continuously push that. Uh, the phone lines are open. If you're on the line, uh, you can press 1 if you have a comment. If you're on the Internet listening, uh, the number is 718-508-9972. Free weekends, people. And we are here. The lines are open. I have a question. Okay. And I, I really wish that we had someone from the from the gay and lesbian community that could call in and, and answer this question for me. It's a movement. The movement that it is that they're trying to do. What is the goal for it? World domination. We had, a clear, we had a clear, concise goal. We had clear and concise goals on what we wanted to do as a people. We wanted to have the right to vote. We wanted to have the right to sit at the front of the bus. We wanted to have the right to go to right. the same schools that white kids had. We wanted to have the right to, right. to eat in the same places that white. Like we had clear and concise goals on what we want. What we wanted, the women's rights movement, same thing. They wanted equal rights in the workplace. They wanted equal rights, you know, as far as voting. Everybody had a clear and concise movement. They had a clear and concise right. goal. What their movement was. What is the clear and concise? movement that the gay and lesbian community is trying to achieve? Is it trying to be to allow gay marriage because they are allowing it now? It's little by little, state by state, they are allowing it. Well, I would because say even... I'm not being funny, and maybe just call it, uh, you know, call it due to my ignorance about the topic, but that's the one thing I always heard was the was the right to get married. And yep. little by little, that's state by state, they are getting older. That's pretty much all I see too. You know, I mean, you know, we're causing a big uproar about it, and then also, you know, you're seeing all our athletes getting fined thousands and thousands of dollars for making those remarks. When back in the day, of a white athlete made the remark towards an African uh, African American uh, uh, athlete using using the N word, did he get fined then? No. Was there any type of disciplinary actions taken into place? No. You know, so I mean that. I don't agree with that aspect of it either. I don't. It's like they're forcing, 
you know, the issues, you know, on it. Just like how we can we can take it back as far as interracial um, relationships on TV shows. The media forced that. You know, the world wasn't ready for that, but the media forced that. Now, they kind of, you know, weighed it in as far as using a light-skinned, you know, African-American person with a Caucasian person. Nowadays, you you I mean, you're seeing it on every show. You you always have a gay character on every show. You always have a gay character in what every movie. You know, what's the purpose? I mean, I mean, why? You know, is, is this something that you know the gay community said that okay, we you you gonna have to put this in your movie in order for the movie or the TV show to be aired. So we got a caller that want to comment. Um, Want to take this caller? Yeah, yeah, go ahead and take the call. Uh, caller nine zero three four six one. You are live on the Middle Man Talk Show. What's up? Just trying to make it, man. Well, uh, going back to what Al was talking about um, with the gay situation, I think it it all started back way back in the day. And if you think about it, uh, with Bugs Bunny, and I think it's a form of population control where they don't mm. want mm. they don't want the next generation to Say like over there in uh, China, how they have so many people over there. They don't want it to be like that, so they put these subliminal things on our on our cartoons. Now I can remember growing up, and I was watching Bugs Bunny, and if you can remember Bugs Bunny, uh, nine times out of ten on every cartoon he would dress up like a woman. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And uh, you got to think about that. Like this, this just this wasn't this ain't something that just happened overnight. They they plan this. These are like thoughts that they put in people's heads over time. And um, they just, it just got to a, a wide and, and great scale. Mm-hmm. Yep, just to test the waters. You're exactly right. It's, it's, exactly it's, right. A, it's a form of population control. That's what I think. Now, I don't know what the end result is, but it, it is a form of population control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you guys? I, I, I can say that um, a study that they just recently did, they showed that the population of children in the world, or not necessarily the world, but in America, had declined by 10%. Uh, children made, well, no, I take that back, it was 6%. Uh, children made up 20% of the population of America in the 20s. But as of late, it don't, they only make up uh, 14% of the population in America. So there is a, a sharp decline in uh Babies being made and children as far as for the next generation. So I wonder, right. is that, and can we consider that to be a factor of uh, the whole gay movement? I and, tend to agree. Yep. And going back and looking at those cartoons, he's absolutely right. Every Almost every episode, Bugs Bunny was in a dress or, or kissing Hermosford uh, or kissing yep. Yosemite Sam. And it was always him. He's always kissing the most macho character yep. Yep. in the entire yep. show. Well, yep. I absolutely agree. But as far as when it when it when it's concerned uh to the whole gay issue as far as the movement uh or or just the fact of how they feel that they're being mistreated, I really can't notate too many things that I can say that gays are being mistreated beyond not being man, I, you know, some you do have issues of gays being uh killed or or beat up or, or anything of that nature. And I'm trying to hold up for Jen today, y'all. Y'all, excuse me. But I'm just trying to come from her angle because I know she would be on here making some great points. But at the same time, I know we just going to wear it down. 
But there are some issues that gay people do have in America that they face uh, because Kevin, of their preference. Kevin, let me say this. The, from what I can gather is the biggest thing they want is equality. Guess what? They already mistreatment, got mistreatment in America is for everyone. Everyone gets right. mistreated in America. Women right. get mistreated in America. Blacks get mistreated in America. Hispanics get mistreated in America. Native Americans have been getting legally mistreated since the establishment yes. of the United States. Yes. Don't say you yes. want equality and you only want to take the good and not the bad. Because guess what? Every day I step out of my house and I go to work, I have at least two or three people, two or three older white women or younger white men or whatever, that will clutch their purse, walk to the other side. I'm a highly educated black man. I am no threat to them. I, nine times out of ten, I have more money in my pocket than they do. There's nothing that they can do for me. But simply because of the way I look, simply because of the way I look, I'm going to be mistreated. Right. I just talked to a young brother the other day, and I asked him who he thought, where he thought the richest man in the world lived. And he told me that he thought he probably lived in Arabia, or he lived in England, or in Russia. I told him the richest man in the world worth $53.5 billion lives in Mexico. Mm. And he was like, what? No, he was like, I never would have thought that. I always looked at them, you know, they, they look like law workers and stuff like that. They're immediately, immediately stereotyped as just being nothing but workers, not realizing that the absolute richest man in the world is a Mexican. Everybody gets mistreated. And my thing is, if you want the good, you have to take the bad that comes along with it. Oh, yeah. It comes along with it. That's all there is to it. I agree. Yep. And uh, shouts out to Doug G. I don't know what he's talking about over there on that web chat. <laughs> Doug's a character. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. Let's go into the uh, the uh, second clip of the day, uh, Kevin. Um, the one uh, being gay is the new fad. Um, this clip was actually taken from Dr. Phil's TV show. Um, this clip is about a mother whose 16 year old daughter is uh, bisexual and the mother thinks that this is just something that um, her child is just going through a phase. She also took the, took uh, her and the child to counseling to try to get some assistance with this and they also called into uh, Dr. Phil's show. And uh, so pay attention to the clip. The clip is uh, probably about five minutes. So uh, we'll definitely discuss this clip once we get back from the break. Now, Mika is joining us on the phone uh, today. She says that she was disgusted when she found out that her 16-year-old daughter was claiming to be bisexual. Mika believes it's a fad, like a pair of shoes. Uh, so I want to talk about that. Mika, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, listen, thanks for uh, talking about this, and I'm glad you are, because you're having a really painful response to this, true? Yeah, I am. So what have you said to yourself about You wrote me a long, long letter about this. <laughs> Tell me mm -hmm. what you're saying to yourself about this. Well, I'm really believing that she's confused, and she's just following the crowd. She's not being true to herself, but just trying to fit in. And I have a lot of bad feelings about it. And she wasn't really talkative about it. She kind of had an attitude about it at first, like, well, it is what it is. We went to counseling. The counselor talked to her for 10 minutes and said, oh, I think your daughter's a bisexual, and I just have a problem with that. She doesn't know my daughter. She doesn't know anything about her. 
and I don't know if you can really say that somebody is that in 10 minutes of speaking to them. She's smart enough to know what to say to the counselor because she knew that where we were going and what we were going for. So my pain just comes behind all the baggage that she has to carry. And I mean, even us saying that we would do this show, she doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want any part of it. She's like, oh, I don't have a problem now. Well, what is the real problem? And that's what I need answers for. What I'm really concerned about uh, is that let's assume that it is true. Right. Mm -hmm. You're pushing her away. You're relating to her in disgust. You're telling her that you, you want to pull away from her and be apart from her is not a good place to be. I mean, you recognize that, right? No, I totally recognize that. That's why I wanted to go to counseling, but that didn't help. Okay. Well, no, it may not have helped by your definition of what you call help, which is to tell her that that this isn't true. And again, I'm not saying it is or it isn't because I don't know, but here's what I do know is that kids that uh, are, are gay tend to have a four times higher rate of suicide than the general population. Right. Kids, I recognize and understand that. Okay. Kids that are gay and alienated, rejected by their family have a nine times higher rate of suicide than the general population. Right. You add to that a friend who has already modeled that behavior of making right. an attempted suicide, and I take that very, very seriously and would say rather than focusing on what you want the truth to be, you need to try to find out what the truth is and then really focus on educating yourself about it in the interim. One of the first things I always hear parents talk about when they get this kind of message from their child is, they feel guilty. Like, I've, what have I done wrong? I, I right. didn't socialize my child right. I didn't feminize my daughter or masculinize my son. And so I, I've, I've failed as a parent. And let me tell you, there's not one study I've ever seen anywhere that suggests that this myth of a dominant mother and a weak father creates a gay boy. I've never, and all of those things that you hear talked about there's just no basis for that, and so right. you having a guilt reaction would be the last thing I'd want you to do. What I would want you to do is say, okay, I'm going to educate myself about this so I can have an intelligent discussion, but at no time do you want to give your daughter the message that she's not okay with you. Right, and, and that's what I'm trying to work on. Denise is a clinical social worker that's also a board of directors of the American Institute of Bisexuality. Uh, she works with, with GLAD and has been giving us some insights on these issues. Help me out here. How am I doing? You're doing great, Phil. I mean, I, absolutely. Keeping lines of communication open with your daughter and being willing to go to therapy with her and uh, calling in, those, those are wonderful things. And I think, you know, I really want to validate you for, for pursue, pursuing that. Thank you. Um, but, you know, part of the problem is, let me ask you something. If she were a lesbian, would that be more okay? I, I don't know, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, like even in the letter, I mean, I, I work with people who are lesbians and, and gay, and I get along fine with them. They come over, they can spend the night. I don't believe that I have a problem like that. I think my problem is more with her really knowing who she is, and I really feel like she doesn't. Jane, that's what kept you uh, 
from coming out this kind of, of judgment and fears what kept you from coming out right This is a perfect example of why people don't come out I, I have compassion for this mom but what I'm hearing and I hate to be rude is homophobia anytime I hear somebody say a lot of my best friends are whatever I say eh. I didn't say that my best friends are okay a lot of I my friends are. I know people who are sure and I, right. I don't have a phobia and I'll openly admit that it's not that this is my child you said that you have kicked her out of the house that you've you've responded with disgust and and felt like vomiting when you hear this i understand the anxiety of being a parent but at no time do you want to cut off the lines of communication here all right we just now tuning into middleman talk show we just played a clip from dr phil's tv show i think it aired back in 2009 um, this particular mom was, um, you know, kind of said, you know, at, at first about finding out that her daughter, her 16-year-old daughter, was uh, reporting that she was bisexual. So, so she did all the necessary steps as far as, you know, talking to her, you know, going to counseling. But she did admit that she did, you know, do some negative things towards her daughter as far as throwing her out, you know, uh, implementing, I guess you would say, negative disciplinary actions, you know, instead of just trying to, uh, you know, talk about certain things. Now, we are emotional creatures, you know, coming from a home where, as far as myself, you know, I don't know of any, you know, homosexual people as far as on my side of the family that I would know of. So I don't know how I would feel about a situation where either maybe one of my siblings or if I were to have a child in the future, um, if he or she would report that he or she is either gay or, or bisexual. Now, I would be hurt, most definitely, most definitely. But... Uh, there are ways to talk about it to make sure that your child is comfortable. You know, there are ways to, you know, make sure that your child is comfortable in the public with that if this is the lifestyle that they choose to live. Now, she did seek help. You know, she did report that. She did seek help. Uh, I think a lot of parents, you know, don't know how to respond to this due to this is something that is, I guess you would say, currently a growing thing over the last past couple of years as far as you know, more and more teenagers are experimenting. Um, they're reporting that they're either, you know, homosexual or bisexual or confused. You know, this is becoming more apparent. Now, since, you know, you know, I guess you say the media and, you know, in certain areas of the United States and also across the world, that it's becoming more accepted, you know, for them. They're becoming more, you know, being able to open up to this. Now, my question is, as far as with our youth, uh, of course they got stroke. They're going to struggle more due to that sex reality. Uh, and also trying to figure out what they want to do and also be when they become adult. But then they still have this lingering in their mind as far as their sex reality. You know, is that... How can we help them with that? You know, is that something that, you know, we as, I guess you'll say, adults can help them with, parents, or do we need to seek professional help with that? How do you all feel about that? Well, first off, let me break something down. We've been having a conversation over here all day, and I'm just trying to break something down. Now, we know, each one of us, we know how we feel about this gay conversation. I don't believe in it. I've said it, stated many times. But I can respect somebody. I respect their choice to how they want to live. I'm not going to go against that. You know what I'm saying? That's right. your right. But at the same time, what I'm trying to explain to you, Al, is 
even if you know someone killed someone, you still got to try to understand why did they kill them. Look at it from their perspective. Why did they kill that person? That's what I'm, That's all I'm saying. It ain't just from the point of I can't speak from a gay person's standpoint. I ain't gay. Don't want to be gay. Love women. Understand that. But at the same time, yeah. these folks are very adamant for what they believe in. Yeah. Just like I am. Yeah. Uh, I, got, I got I got three things, three sweet things I want to say about that. Uh, one, um, from the, and because there were two things that stuck out to what the mother in that clip was saying. One, she said, you know, I'm trying to understand. And two, she also said her daughter doesn't know herself. Now, Tevin, you're a parent, and see, and for me, like my my girlfriend has a daughter that I, that I love like she's my own. And, of course, these things are going to come up in your mind. You're always going to think in the back of your mind what happens. One, I can't speak to any other races, but for us as black people, and, Kevin, you have a daughter. Mm-hmm. For us as black people, you already know, when we step out, we got one strike against us, the fact that we're black. For those of us with daughters, we know the second strike comes in and the fact that she's a woman. There's a lot of scrutiny that comes with both of those. And there's definitely a lot of scrutiny that comes with someone coming out and saying that they're gay. So as a parent, you have a natural defense system that you don't want your child to go through any more scrutiny than they can't put themselves through from the beginning. That, that, they, that you already, they're already going to have these, these strikes against them. You don't want them to have any more. In terms of her saying that her daughter did not know herself, I don't know if you guys remember, this was uh, maybe some months back, maybe even a year back, I was talking about, uh, it was a show on Oprah, where there was a uh, there was a, a young lady on there who had gone through the process of becoming a man because she felt that she was lesbian. She mm-hmm. went through the process, became a man. In the process, her her parents were like, "Okay, well, we don't understand it, but we're going to try to support it." And they put all their energy into understanding what she wanted to do and and helping her to do it. And in the meantime, they had a younger son who was ignored in the process and because of what he saw at home began to question his own sexuality, developed a dis or an eating disorder I've and um be- became that. bisexual. And he yeah. said himself he was like, yeah. It ruined my life because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Now it turns That's out right. that the young lady who said she wanted to be a man, when she got to college, guess what she ended up doing? She ended up dating a guy. Dating and she a guy. said sure that did. because she had not gone sure through did. the entire process and she still had a vagina she said that they had sex like a heterosexual couple. And That's she just right. didn't know what she wanted. She didn't know herself at the time. So I can understand what that mother was saying about her not knowing herself. But as humans, we have a natural fear of things that we don't understand. And you can't blame a parent. A parent won't, only wants the best for their child. That's right. They only want the best for their child. And if they know this is the type of scrutiny that you're going to face going out into the world mm-hmm. because of this choice that you've made, I don't want you to have to go through that. No, I don't understand it. I'm going to try to be supportive, but if this is not what is really you, then I want to make sure that you know that that's not really you. You need to know yourself first. Mm-hmm. And we talk about that just in relationships, heterosexual relationships. We talk mm, about that on right. the show all the time. You can't that's be right. in a relationship and really feel like, okay, this is the thing for me, and you don't know yourself. That's right. That's right. We got a caller that want to uh, comment. That's uh. Get this uh, caller. All team. right. Caller 901 600. You're live on the Middleman Talk Show. What's up? Hey, this is Naturally Nappy. What's happening, baby? Hey. All right. You know, I don't get a lot of people, you know, a lot of people say they don't understand this, they don't understand that. And, but not one time has the Bible or church been brought into any of it. 
I'm ex-lesbian. A lot of people say ex-lesbian is, is that word doesn't exist, but I am because God does transform and He does deliver, and He has done that for me. But as an ex-lesbian, I never wanted to marry another woman. I never wanted to see another man kiss another man. I never wanted to see another man get married to another man. I don't care about these laws, and when they just passed the law in New York, I'm like, if they're allowing all of this to happen, they're just killing off the population because two men, two women cannot make children. So we just shutting it down. And if the Bible repeats itself, where does this, where does this whole lesbian and gay bisexual issue fit? Because if it's repeating itself, that doesn't come back around. It's just, it's like that's hell on earth. I don't know, you know, what, what, why they make such a big deal out of it because as far as being black and going through that struggle, that was something that our ancestors had to go through to fit in. Lesbians and gays, they're doing this for what reason? Because, like I said, they can hide that. That's nothing that they have to deal with. What's the point in making such a big deal about something that is not ever going to be right? There is no way. They could say it's right. It's not fair if they don't get, you know, treated right. But it's not in the Bible. It's, it's in the Bible. But where does it say that it wasn't right? And I'm so tired of people saying, well, you know, I'm gay and lesbian, but God knows my heart. Well, if you know that if, if God knows your heart and you know it's not right, but you're still doing it, I just don't understand. That's just the sound right to me. Well, I got a question oh. for you, and it kind of leads to one of the questions we posed for today. And the question is, it's ask, are women homophobic? But from how you're talking, could they consider you to be homophobic? And can women be homophobic? Uh, I, have, I have lost. Well, I'm not going to say I've lost a lot of friends. I've lost a lot of people in my transformation. It's been almost two years since I've been with a woman or ever thought about being with a woman. They'll mm-hmm. attempt to me one time, and I, I fought that off. But I believe that, yes, a woman or a man can be homophobic because if I've left the life, if somebody mentions my past life to me, I almost get nauseous. I get mm. sick about it because I think about, I don't even understand why I was doing it for 12 years, and I'm 29 years old now. Well, Point. I don't. I don't know. Well, did, so, yes, I mean, I, how, I how did you? Just, what did you just wake up one day and you was like, "Well, hey, I ain't gonna be gay no more." No, I don't work like that. Well, I mean, well, how, it, how it, did it work? Yeah, I can't speak for anybody else's uh, transformation, but as far as me, for years I kept saying something is holding me back. I don't know what it is. I just want to be better in my life. Or why do all my lesbian friends have all these nice cars and these nice jobs and everything? But I learned that. What, what is for me is for me. All these lesbians and gays, they have what they have. Eventually, it's going to be taken away from them if they don't come forth with God and change themselves. Um, I don't... Oh, I get upset when I talk about this subject. But, um, Take your time. I haven't lost my time myself. It's okay. It's okay. But, but Al kind of broke down that word in itself of homophobia, you know, homophobia or homophobic. You know, I, I sometimes question that myself. I mean, there really, I, I'm not understanding how there is a fear of somebody's sexual preference. I'm not really understanding that. But maybe you guys can explain that one to me. How I think that was another. I think that was another thing about people just uh, trying to. I, I hate to sound insensitive about it, but just trying to make something up to make to, to gather some sympathy points. And the reason that I say that is because of this, um, and to the young lady that's on the phone right now, I've heard more than a few 
gay and lesbian people say that exact same thing. There was this one guy I used to work with. Um, as he was about as flaming as you could get. But you know, I sat down and had a conversation with him one day, and he was like, you know, I can't see myself spending the rest of my life with another man. He want. He said, I want. I want to have children. I want to have a wife. You know, I want to live the life that I was promised by God. And he was like, I have to make a change within myself. I've heard this several times over, and this is why I keep saying that in terms of it, going back to the original statement of is gay the new black, I don't think that's it. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't think that's it. I don't agree with that. And I don't have anything against anyone that is gay or lesbian, but what I do have a problem with, what I do have a problem with is trying to gather sympathy points for a choice that you've made. We all are faced with choices every day. We can choose to do right. We can choose to do wrong. We can choose in what we believe. But when you make that choice, stick with the choice that you're making. And because you've made that choice, realize the consequences that come with it. That's right. It's no different than me deciding to go and rob a liquor store. I know that if I get caught, then I'm going to jail. Yeah, if I decide to do it anyway, it's still a choice. And I have to be prepared for the consequences. I can either be prepared for those consequences, or as the young lady just said, I can make a change. People try to hide it, and I'm like, if you are lesbian and gay, be happy about you. Because when, when I had my breakdown moment, I was just cleaning my room, and something just hit me, and I just eventually, I just wiped in and broke down crying and was praying, and I said, this is it. I'm done because that's not what God has for me. If I want what God has for me, I have to give myself to Him, and I have to live the way... Life is not about you. You're not living your life for self. You're living your life for him. And as far as lesbian and gays go, I, I can only really speak for the ones in Memphis. They don't care nothing about what God has for them. They worry about what they can get for themselves right now. And at the end, they don't get there. I mean, I don't care how much they say, you know, God knows my heart. You can sit up in church, dress like a man or, you know, dress like a girl and... I don't, I don't get that. But when I let it go, I knew right then that my life was going to change. And my life has changed for the better. And I have so many people that tell me, well, you're a hater. You used to be a lesbian. How am I, how am I a hater? I admitted that I was gay and lesbian. I also still admit that I was there and where I've come from. And I'm glad to come out of it. But so many people hide it. But they want the same things that straight people are supposed to have. I don't, I don't understand that. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, I, I hear where you're coming from. I'm just trying to wonder. I'm just wondering, you said you had your breakdown moment, and you said you spent 12 years mm-hmm. with that lifestyle, and that was uh, entertaining women, right? Right. So, I mean, just, you know, do you ever feel like you may, and I know you say you won't, but do you feel like you can revert back to that? Because I know some no. people, uh, you know, they... It's it's kind of strange to me to see a person that was gay trying to you know act back natural again. It's the healing power of God, Kev. I'm, I'm sorry. It, yeah. It, well, I it, it might it might seem strange, but I'm telling you right now, just not and it's just not delivering yourself from a lifestyle. Just from just in general, when God <laughs> makes that call in your life, it is what it is. When somebody it is what it is. Fear God, the fear of God is honestly in me now because I feel like I went through all that for a reason because God wants to use me for something. And I've actually had people to tell me, you know, 
you are an inspiration to me. I have a friend who was a stud. Now she is the most feminine female, and she she thanks me for her transformation. And and I might not see it a lot, but there may be a lot of people that have followed me. But the fear of God is in me. I feel like if I do go back, he is not going to give me another chance. He is going to take away everything he has given me. So I am not trying to go back. Some people might. But I don't see a point because I was I was tired. It was I don't I mean understand why I would let myself go through that. When I was going through at the point at that time when I went into it, it was something I wanted to do because I was in love with whatever female that I was with. But coming through the last few years now to me it's just like it's just a fad because I know a lot of women who are you know have a husband and or, or whatever in, in the daytime, but at nighttime at night. They're all lesbians, and you wouldn't even know they had a husband. It's just something to do because a lot of women going to drop off whatever it is they want, going to take care of their children, and in the daytime, they go back to their normal life. So, like, now it's just the fattest. It's just something to do now. Hmm. Okay. Well, we we, we got the chat board over here going in. Shouts out to uh, Why You So Mad, Why You Mad Son Radio, and uh, Stan over there. Uh, I can respect you guys' points and uh, points of view. Hey, caller 901, we thank you for calling. You don't have to hang up. We're just going to go ahead and take you off the line right now. Yep. All right. If you want to get back in, just press number one again, okay? All right. Uh, we have uh, one last clip of the day that we would like to play. And uh, Which one is that, uh, Al? The clip about uh, being gay is a gift from God. And, th- and this particular um, phrase was actually said by a pastor. So uh, pay attention to what the pastor is saying. It's, it was actually from uh, the Oprah Winfrey show where he had two pastors on there uh, talking about being gay is a gift from God. Um, we will definitely get into this discussion after the after we play the clip, but please listen to why he says being gay is a gift from God. All right, Blog Talk Radio, the middle band. Being gay is a gift from God, but our culture doesn't understand that. And consequently, the culture sends messages that you ought to isolate. And isolation is the antithesis of what all of us need. We need community. We simply can't do spirituality. We can't be our best self. We can't be fully alive without a community. Well, you're the first minister I ever heard say being gay is a gift from God. I can tell you that. Now you're here, too. Now you're here, too. religion here, we're talking spirituality, and Cedric didn't just happen to be gay, Right. you know, uh, people don't just happen to be gay, you know, when people are born, they, 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 they have that type of orientation, so he is gay by divine right, and so we need to understand that, so he has gifts and talents and capacities that he's supposed to deliver to this particular society, now there are certain religions that would frown on that and make it uh, some kind of wrath from God or this type of thing, but spirituality is indicating that he's the image and likeness of God just as he is. Yes, yes. So do you believe that, Cedric? Do you believe that? Well, honestly, prior to the show today, I hadn't really grasped it, but since watching most of the guests on here today and listening to what you guys have to say, I think I'm going to leave here with a renewed vision. So I'm getting it.
right, and that's that particular clip from this. Like I said, this was taken from the Oprah Winfrey show. Um, and she did have two ministers, you know, on the show, uh, one Caucasian and one African-American minister uh, on this particular show. And um, that particular clip, you know, really just, it kind of threw me for a loop. Yeah, I know. I know that my pastor at my church. This is like he would not say that. He would. I mean, he would definitely not say that. Definitely. Hey man, but just like some of my uh, guests on the web chat, they don't believe in God now. They ain't putting it on God. They ain't trying to say God ain't got nothing to do with it. Yeah. And we respect your beliefs, but I believe in God. But we respect you all's beliefs over there in the uh, the chat room. Now, you know, as far as him saying that this is a gift from God, I mean, I, I can't, I can't agree with that. God made man and woman, you know, reproductive organs. Come on. That match. Yes. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. We gotta, we gotta anybody, call it. Anybody, anybody else play the pig game when you were a kid? How you, the circle goes into the circle. The, <laughs> the triangle goes into the triangle. I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying. They met. All right. right. Call of 402-972. You're live on the Middleman Talk Show. <laughs> uh, greetings, bro. Greetings, greetings. How are you? What's going on? Oh. Hold on, man. Well, I'm still learning, number one. Number yes, two, we all are. I'm doing, I'm doing all right. And uh, for the third thing, I wouldn't, I'm not surprised that they were on Oprah Winfrey. I mean, it's not a shock to me. Right. I believe Oprah Winfrey has an agenda which is not good, period. That's just my personal view. Mm-hmm. So for her to have these gentlemen on here talking about whether it is a gift from God, when he said that, it almost reminded me of what Johnny Mathis said. Johnny Mathis said something similar, but he said he thought it was a wonderful lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he had to come back and retract it because they got in his rear end back in the day. Literally. And <laughs> so, um, this whole thing, man, I believe it's part propaganda. When they start pushing it in the media, talking about what this this is a natural thing, I don't agree with it. I don't believe it is. And um it just it baffles me. But what was the? I'm sorry, I went off the question. I no, apologize. What was the question in the first place? Okay. I just don't buy. I just don't buy. It. No. If you, well, what, if what do you think you are, about? Uh, what, 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 what do you think about the whole statement as as far as gay being the new black? Well, let's look at the statement. Logically, if you equate something to one thing, then that actually, in the mind of those who are not aware of it, they're gonna make that. They're going to look at it as that is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. black, gay is the new black. So in other words, to some folks, they may interpret that as, okay, so I'm black, so I'm supposed to be gay. Mm. I'm supposed to be a homosexual. Right. See, words are very important, as we know. Mm. So you can say a word, and it can either bring you to life or it can destroy you. Mm. So you have to be very careful in what we say because it carries light. Or it can carry darkness. But we've also yeah. had uh, one of our associates uh, make a comment, and now they're basically talking to the um, Al. And uh, she was saying it was being said from a fashion standpoint. 
just like the new black as as far as the new color, the new it thing. Right. Do you agree with that? It could be, but then again, anytime they equate black with something, it always held power to it. That's right. Look at look at the things. Now, we know that they always said black was a destructive or evil or wicked or somewhere, I mean, close to the devil, if not the devil. Mm-hmm. Right. But it always fascinated me by why those men in power always wore black. Why is black always seen as the best thing you can wear? Why does every white woman or every woman of color have a basic black dress? Because it makes you look good. Judges wear black. Even the Klan, Uh if you're at a certain level, wear a black hood and a black outfit, which is interesting to me since you hate black. And so being that it's supposed to be a fashion statement, okay, to those in the fashion world, they may see it as that, but other folks may not see it that way. So it can be very harmful. It depends mm-hmm. on how you look at the whole thing, but it could be very destructive. And any time you attribute something that's not a positive or not a um, 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 something that's not natural, a natural order of things, equated to black, it always has a very dark meaning to it. Right. But that, that, so, that is something to think about as far as I didn't even think about it from the standpoint of evil or, or anything of that nature. Mostly, uh I think it was just basic, and we do thank you for your call too, brother. If you want to make another comment, uh, please press that number one. All right. Uh, all right, but I'm not. I don't want it to say it to the community, the homosexual community. I don't want to take it as negative, but you have to okay. look at it for what it is. That's all, all right. I'm saying. All right, man. We appreciate you for your comment, brother. Appreciate it, brother. Right. Let me know. All right, uh, caller three four seven. Uh, you're live on the Middleman Talk Show. What's up? Hello. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Hey, great show like usual and everything. I have to say, I have to, well, if you're religious, I guess I have to agree with what uh, the preacher said. A lot of, I, I have to disagree with one of your, the one of the two people. If they do some research about biology and everything, it has been proven that people are born either to be sexually attracted to the same sex or are born to be sexually attracted to other, to another sex, which is a, the, the, the contrary, which is a female. That's a fact. So when when one person is saying to me, no, I don't believe in that, do a research. Don't just come with facts. I, I, maybe you don't you don't believe it. Maybe you don't care to believe it. Maybe, but you cannot just come blindly like this and say I don't believe it. People have been doing hold studies up, on this up, and find out up. how come. My my question is, hold up. Did you just say that a person is born to be attracted to the same sex? Yes, it's been that proven biologically. Fact. It's been a proven fact. You can read there's a lot of books and scientists that will explain you perfectly how it is. So before you come with a fact, because I was one of the I'm curious I'm a curious person. I've always been that, that way in my life. I always before judging something I say, you know what, let me find out how come some people are like that. And I do research, I go to I go to the library, I go to different people and there's a lot of books, a lot of research has been done of asking that question because that's a valid question. Okay, and for you to come to say, "Oh my God, just God is going to change that." God has nothing to do with that. Like you, I am attracted. It's like me, I'm attracted to women. Hold on for one second. This right here, because I need to find out. Hold on, hold on for a second, because I got to address what he said about the books. I can understand doing research, and I can understand talking about books, but let's not forget that just not. 
too many years ago, there were books written that said that women should not have the same rights as men. There were books that said that blacks shouldn't have the same rights as as um, whites. Right. There were books written that said the world was flat. Was flat. Mm-hmm. Yep. about researching in books, but what I'm telling you is that throughout history, when people have an agenda, they can take facts or coincidences, and they can make something be perceived well enough to make it turn into fact to whomever is reading it at that time. Like I said, there were books that said that racism was okay. There were books that said that classism was okay. There were books that said that sexism is okay. There were books that said that the world was this and that the world would never be more than this. No, but, but by the same token, I could say the same have, thing when you're, you're, when you're you quoting. When, I'm sorry to say you're saying that, but by the same token, you're quoting the Bible, and you're, and you're saying that I'm doesn't apply for that. There's a book, there's a book in the Bible. No, let's be honest. There's a in the Bible that says was okay. There's a in the Bible that said that killing another woman because she's cheating is okay. There's a in the Bible that said that if you're a homosexual, it's wrong. There's section in the Bible that said that right between men and women is not equal. There's section in the Bible that said it's okay to sacrifice your kid if, if God asks you. Are you okay? Do you want to go there? You can choose to believe Christian. Okay. You can choose to believe Let's be civil here. We definitely, brother, um, we, we appreciate your point. We do have, before the time runs out, we do have uh, some other callers we would like to get in. Uh, but we want you to make sure you stay on the line because if we get a little more time, I want to make sure we bring you back in, okay? Caller 347. Did he hang up? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, did, did you hear me? Yes, we're going to in a couple other callers, man. We want to make sure we're going to bring you back in, okay? No problem. All right. All right, caller. Uh, who was on here the longest? Uh, caller eight three two. You're live on the Middleman Talk Show. Uh, greetings. What's up, brother? This is Elias. Hey, How what's going on, man? What's going on? <laughs> oh, just well, enjoying well, your show. Just... About that oh, because because I mean, if you know you know me, bro. I got I got to deal with some psychological stuff. You know, Elias from We Live. So yeah, yeah, man. I ain't see, I ain't heard from you in a while. <laughs> <laughs>
Wow. Greece and all that kind of stuff. The book was already written. So for the people right. who do love God, we got to understand that God would not be wrong. So if it says there's going to be homosexuals and men, lovers of men, and all that kind of stuff written 4,000 years, years ago, things have to be fulfilled. Like, say, for instance, if I build a, 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 a vehicle, mm -hmm. I can tell you when you need oil change. I'm going to tell you when you need a change of brakes. I'm going to tell you when you need to change the tires and et cetera because right. I created a vehicle and I tested a vehicle. Now, you can play a fool and just keep driving a car and then when you, you know, your your engine blow up and all that kind of stuff and your tire tread is too low and, you know what I'm saying, and that's your fault because you didn't read the instructions. And see, my main thing dealing with the most pop, you know, the population, we don't follow the rules of engagement because I tell people, I said the earth was created first. Before right. we were here, and if you look That's at right. scientists who, and if you look at scientists who pay attention to creation, then we can create artificial hearts and cell phones and airplanes and stuff like that because they studied the the rules of creation before we were even here. But let me go back to that, you know, these other examples like homosexuals. I'll be telling, you know, the homosexuals tell their parents, like, look, God already says people go like that is going to exist, and that's why you shouldn't be upset. It was already written before America was here. It was already written, even though I'm reiterating. I just want to just reinforce that. The rules of engagement were already here. So when we had these discussions, yeah, it's good to go back and forth, and it's good for conversation from a conversational perspective. But at the end of the day, you know, it's about was it already written? Will God's words be fulfilled? Because his prophets and his words can't be liars. So, yeah, that's why in truth, we, it's true. some people may be born gay. Because it was already written that these people will behave like that, like um, wars and rumors of wars and, and technologies and all these things that's going on. Because, you know, it's like a mind you, brothers, now these books were written thousands and thousands of years ago. And if you yeah, love right. God like I love God, he has to fulfill those scriptures. You see what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. Because, I mean, you know, it, it just some things are hard to fathom when you just look at it from the natural eye. You know, but a lot of people have to look at it from that point. You know, if you understand what I truly mean. Yeah, 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 I understand. Yeah, I understand. But my main thing is, you know, at the end of the day, we still have to be brothers and sisters. Have you ever watched the Tyler Perry TV show, like uh, the live performance? The stage yeah, I've show? seen it. Yeah. You know what I love? I love the most the end. The end is when they cut the lights off and they cut the lights back on. All the people who fought, you know, you know, fought, you know, during the play, everybody holding hands and they bow to they the audience together. at the same time. That's right. And that's how it is at death. You know what I'm saying? At the end, at that death, you know, it's a lot of these issues, you know, that we don't discuss and even worry about. It's like, say, for instance, when I study like, you know, five or six years of people on their deathbed. You don't hear them talking about homosexual issues. You don't hear them talking about the government doing us wrong. You don't hear them talking about, I got to pay my bills. You don't hear them talking about my wife is cheating. All these issues that just destroy us mentally, emotionally, psychologically. You don't hear these people talk about their deathbed. All they talk That's about true. is forgiveness and love and unity. You see what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, we're like that poor driver, you know, driving around you, you know, on the freeway. The next thing you know, at the red light, we see we, we park right behind him at the red light. You yep. know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, that's, we return it to the source, and we will review our life. I'm not going to go to that aspect of it, but, you know, kind of the show is about to conclude. But just to make things balanced, you know, at the end of the day, we we, we got to have love for each other, especially love for ourselves and be able to, you know, hang out with our children and, and go to Disney World and have fun and laugh and, and let's get a lot rid of all that stress because I know, like you guys and myself, in our early teens, when X-Clan came out, all that, you know, we was, you know, black power and stress and stress, losing family, don't have bank accounts, you know what I'm saying? So, at the, you know, we're getting old now. we got to, you know, laugh and enjoy TV right. and watch our children sure. and build our own mm -hmm. community. You That's know right. what I'm saying? 
you know, just right. the brotherhood and sisterhood family and stuff. So that's why sometimes when people battle and have competition of whose God is winning, all that kind of stuff, you know, some, we got to go a little deeper than that. You know what I'm saying? It says, look, at the end of the day on your deathbed, will you be talking about telling this guy, if, if you don't accept Jesus, your personal Lord and Savior, you will not make it up. No, you won't be talking about that. You know what I'm saying? Even if you're 10 years old or 100 years old, you will not be bringing that discussion up. You'll be worried right. about your own soul and the accomplishments and the positive things that you did. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, we got to brush a lot of this stuff off, man, because all of us are design, uh, divine souls. And mm-hmm. we just... We just characters in this book. And I guarantee all of us, if we read certain books, we can watch ourselves. It's like you and I, if we go back to middle school, we can see a little boy that looks and acts just like us. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, that reminds me of me or even our children. So we are replicated. We're just characters in this game, brother. This day has already been set. You know what I mean? Already been set. Already been written out. You know, we just got to take time to read and study ancient scriptures and open our eyes and say, like, oh, man, you know, this has happened over and over again. And don't get stressed out, man. You know what I'm saying? We just chill. (laughs) Yeah. Man, we appreciate that, man. Would you let everybody know when your show comes back, come on? Oh, yeah, I think Brother Jalal got another one coming on tonight at 8.30. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm at this little job right now. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, anytime because we haven't really full-blown got the show back up, though. You know, that's why I told you. And I told you I was going to, you know, call you, brother. Like I said, it took some time yeah. because my wife and I, was we was moving from Lake Charles, Louisiana, and we finally trying to get settled in in Atlanta. You know okay. what I mean? Because we was going to hook up over a year ago, and I'm happy y'all been consistent. You know. Oh, yeah, man. Well, you know, hey, matter of fact, just hit me up on Facebook, and we definitely going to continue this beyond this. Okay, okay. No problem, brother. No problem, no brother. man. <laughs> we appreciate you, too, man. Thank you for the enlightenment. Yes, sir, bro. Go ahead. Move, no, mute me out, bro. I'll continue to listen. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Peace. All right. Peace to you, too, brother. Yeah, man, we had a couple other calls that uh, wanted to get into the conversation. If you're still listening, uh, go ahead and press that number one. Uh, we still got a couple of minutes right here. Um how did we play all the clips for today, man? Yes, I think we played all the clips for today um, okay. that we brought um, in. Matter of fact, since, uh, you know, Nick had to go ahead and dip out and take a little bathroom break, I had to tell that on the app. I'm sorry, Nick. <laughs> uh, but we're going to go ahead and get into this talk of the town right here, man. That was a great conversation right there, man. It sure was. You know, I mean, sure overall, when you sum it all up, man, regardless of, it's gay to black new movement or whatever, man. At the end of the day, man, it's all about what Donnie, well, not Donnie something, but uh, what's his name on Soul Train? Uh, what's the brother name on Soul Train? Don't uh, leave me hang. Man, you, 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 you messed me up, man. Don't I leave me hang. Uh, Don Cornelius. Man. Yeah, Don Cornelius. Don Cornelius said it's all about love, peace, and soul. That's right. <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and get into this talk of the time right here. Um, Let's see what they got to say this week, man. It's going to be pretty interesting. Y'all check this out. Blog Talk Radio. It's the middleman. What's up, world? This is your man, Nick Eden, and I am here with the talk of the town. Foxy Brown was seen rejoicing in court earlier this week after a Brooklyn judge decided to drop charges against her. Foxy was facing prosecution for violating an order of protection against her neighbor after mooning her last year. You must be out of your goddamn mind! However, the neighbor refused to testify against Foxy. While outside the courtroom, the lawyer revealed that he had planned to use in her defense that Foxy wasn't wearing any underwear on the day she allegedly, quote-unquote, pulled her panties down, as the neighbor claimed. Now, Foxy is planning to file a $100 million lawsuit against the city for malicious treatment by the assistant district attorney's office. God damn it! Jennifer Lopez and Mark Anthony announced Friday, July 15th, that they were ending their marriage after seven years. 
In a statement to the Associated Press from Lopez Publicist, the pair called the move to end their marriage a very difficult decision, but insist that it was an amicable decision and asked for privacy. Anthony and Lopez are parents to three-year-old twins, Max and M. The split comes as a big surprise to onlookers. The couple seemed perfect as they strolled multiple red carpets as well as conducting business together. The nuptials was Lopez's third marriage. JLo's first husband was reportedly heard saying that he expected this to happen and that it's her M.O. to be single anytime she's in demand. I remember before the J.Lo, you know, I remember when it was just, hey, hey, ho. This is your man, Nick Eaton, and this is the Talk of the Town. <laughs> man, that boy crazy. As always. Hey, man, shout out to everybody that was on our web chat today, man. It, it was going in over there. I see Stan. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he tried to hold up with Dunn, hey. man. Dunn wasn't having that today. Hey, Stan, Stan had... Hey, Stan, Stan was shooting the opinions right back at him, man, and he was throwing facts with it, too. So I got to respect Stan for that. You know, Stan, if you uh, are, are still listening, man, we definitely uh, respect your opinion, man. You're throwing facts with it and everything. So uh, but there's pretty much nothing you can do if you don't know the facts. So if you don't know your facts with your opinions, man, you really can't hold up, but Stan really held, up, held his own. I want to thank everybody else for, uh, you know, commenting on the show as well and everybody chat for it. Um, Shout out to my cousin. Shout out to your cousin. Look, look, look at Kevin. I was trying to give a shout out to friends. Look, you know, this is not a bureaucracy. This is a monarchy. Little man talks to Hey, anyway, go back and listen to the archive episode of this show. You can download the show. Type in www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash CMM. I always go back to this particular show. Um, if you all have any show topics that you all want us to, to uh, discuss, you know, make sure you hit us up. You know, send us a message. Um, if you want us to, us to do a part two to this particular show and you have some things that you feel we, we need to discuss on the Middleman Talk Show about this particular topic, make sure you send us a message. Uh, we would definitely like to hear from you all. Thanks to everyone who tuned in today. We really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we miss Jen, too. Oh, She yeah. would at least have a different perspective. Like oh, yeah. People. Oh, definitely. Man, okay. shout out to Doug G. And uh, when Nick made that comment about the hole going to the hole, uh, somebody made a real wrong comment because it was like uh, a penis can go into a booty also, if that was your logic. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's all I can say on that right there. Shout out to Vera, uh, Verna. Hey, you tune in too late there, baby. You missed a great show. Yes, sir. Hey, we will be back here next Sunday. Tell a friend to tell a friend 6 p.m. Eastern, people. Eastern. It's the middleman. 5 p.m. Central. Central. 3 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. Come on now. The middleman shouted. Big Chris shouted. Yeah. Now I ain't sure what you was tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for. Go take a listen time out. Take a minute. Shout in and learn some. Put your mind to grind the world. You destined to earn some. Linda, yeah. Comment on what you hear. Let's figure out this master plan and put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a wheel to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand. Stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man because he was dying to wreck shop. Every Sunday, tune in. Go live 6 p.m. BlogTalkRadio.com. The middle me. Hey. What's happening in the middle man? Hey, what's happening in the middle man? Hey, what's happening? BlogTalkRadio.com, the middle man.
Yep. How, how long do it take to go to the bathroom? I'm tempted to walk out this door right now. I ain't saying nothing. I think Nick I think Nick has dipped. Nick follow up. Nick's gonna out and leave before the time of the end of the show. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Man. He gone. I'm gonna look at and say, He gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kinda I'm kinda I'm kinda throwed off today, man. At least you got to tune in this Thursday, too. Man, don't be cutting me off, man. I'm over here stressing myself. Stay in your lane. Uh, how dare you? Ever. Lord, I'm out, man. I'm out, man. Say whatever, man. Hey, I'm make out. sure y'all tune in next week. Middle Man Touch on Law Talk Radio. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.